Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today we have a friend of the show, Myra, back for another episode. Say hey, girl. Hey. So we haven't had you in a while. What have you been up to? How, have you, how was your holidays? My holidays were awesome. They were super relaxing. This was the first time that I didn't get all caught up in like the rest the rush and bustle of the holidays. So I took it easy, spent time at home, my wife and I, and it was really a rejuvenating experience. I didn't walk out of the holiday season feeling depleted, which I felt that way before. That's good. And this holiday was, it was different. It was good though. Um, I went to Greensboro to be with my family and I spent, this is the first time that I really spent like majority of my time with like the kids of the family and child, these kids, <laughs> I, I was, me and Liz talking about it. And I was like the, the toys and the shit that they get in, in this day and age is crazy. And so I'm sitting there on Christmas day, putting together stuff. My, my nephew got another switch, another switch. You heard me saying that. Yeah, right. Got another <laughs> switch on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm transferring stuff over, setting stuff up and he was hype and um, he didn't give a shit about none of his other stuff. Like, and I mean, he got some good stuff. So I'm sitting there playing with their stuff. And um, that made me feel good. Just, I think sometimes as adults, we can kind of lose sight of, what should be important. And, um, you know, even though I got like some really great gifts, but I, I more so was happy about that, the family time. Um, I did feel, uh, <laughs> I felt depleted after the holidays only because this was the first year that I didn't prepare. Like usually like on person that we prepare for properly was my mom. We were done with my mom in October. Like we were like, we're going to knock her out. I had her gift in my closet for two months. Everybody else, it was like a scramble. I because I was, was preparing, preparing for Miami, didn't really yeah. do shit for the holidays, and I was like, I, when we when we got back, I was like, damn, we ain't bought nobody no gift. So I was like, really scrambling to kind of pull that together, but it all came together. So I had a good holiday and good New Year. That's awesome. Yeah, it was different. Um, so okay, so let's get into it. So I saw that you just recently um, had your one year anniversary of your platform. I wanted to reintroduce you uh, for people that didn't hear the first episode and say who you are and just kind of explain your platform and give a refresher. Absolutely. So my name is Tamira Black. I go by Myra and I am the creator of Intuitive Talks with Myra. So on social media, I am Intuitive Talks with Myra on both Facebook and IG. My website is intuitivetalkswithmyra.com. And what I do is I actually have opened up a sacred space that is progressive, that is socially responsible, and it allows people to really get that spiritual support and it's not restrictive to a certain belief system. I personally don't subscribe to a specific belief system. I'm more so interested in the science and the connection to nature with our bodies and our journey on this earth. So my platform is all about resources, teaching you about your inner power, your ability to research and better learn how all of this stuff is connected. I don't believe that we are sectioned off by God, by spirit. That is more so something man-made to make things more complicated. So I take the complication out of the equation with my platform. And if somebody wanted to 
say just get started like you know they don't really know what what they're thinking they want to do they don't really know where it's going to take them but they just want to get started how would they go about that I would say you said the master key to me, like you kind of answered the question, because I feel like if you're thinking about something, if you're attracted to something, start there. So sometimes people will see um, crystals that these are pretty general right now. They're everywhere that we turn around. But if you're interested in a crystal, spend some time like researching it. And I guarantee you that the background, the meaning behind it will open up another box for you to go down. So anything that strikes your interest, anything that you see where you're like, oh, wow, you know, I need to double back on that is really important. You and I just talked about how um, a lot of times kids, they still have like their um, wonder. They want to ask questions, they probe, and adults lose that. The curiosity that you had in childhood is the same thing that you need to bring into your spiritual journey. Don't judge yourself for it. Don't overthink, you know, different things that you may be interested in. Just start there. And when I say research, you can get books. You can go online, research. You can DM me, (laughs) whatever it is that you want to do. But start with asking questions. Start with being curious. That's that's always the best step. Yeah, that's good advice. I think that's good advice. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell people it's good to ask questions. I think when we were young, when it came to just religion or in general, I think for me, I felt sometimes afraid to question, you know, because people would be like, you can't question God or, you know, and sometimes I was like, well, why did this? You know, why do I feel this way? Or, or, you know, but when I got past that and really started asking questions and researching, it opens up so much more and kind of gives you your own kind of understanding. And um, that's what I like about religion for me is that sometimes people can put you in a box you know, but if you actually open yourself up, I think that's when real spirituality kind of happened when you do your own thing and research and kind of gain your own understanding, you know? I agree um, 100%. Um, not to cut you off, but what you were about to say, well, what you just said about not wanting to ask questions, to me in my journey, that's when God has really revealed more levels to the connection, to the relationship in those moments where I had to ask questions. Because a lot of times we only understand and perceive like that relationship with the divine based on what other people tell us. It gets real when you are in a seat of, hey, this isn't making sense. This person experience doesn't look like my experience. What's up? And that is when like that truth peeks through and you're able to really start to build your own relationship that's rooted in true spirituality and not just moralism and religious dogma and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for people that might be newcomers too, it's just my thoughts. I want to give a quick rundown. Um, we start off with the welcome and then I go into the deep dive where I might discuss one, uh, you know, pop culture or maybe two uh, things that might happen. And then we go into the thought of the week where that might take us anywhere. Pretty much the thoughts that I have for the week is what I go over. So don't forget to, if you haven't already, follow me on social media. Uh, it's, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And on uh, Twitter is IJMT podcast. And also remember to follow the show as well. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, anywhere that you can find podcasts. And so now let's just roll into the 
mantra of the day. Today's mantra, I am supported, guided, and protected. I have everything I need and require. So don't forget, I find those mantras on I Am Mantra. It's my favorite uh, platform on Twitter. I check it every single morning. Um, some of them really resonate in where I actually put those on um, my wall in my office and I look at them every day and kind of say them to myself, but uh, I really enjoy them. Um, all right. So for today's thought of the week, I wanted to bring my own and we just kind of, you know, chatted up about um, reflect our reflection going into the new year. Uh, what do we choose for our word a year? And um, just want to go from there. All right. So every year, I think it's important to have your word of the year. Um, for me, last year, my word of the year was intentional. I think that I started the year being very intentional with everything that I was trying to do. I got a lot of shit accomplished. I was really proud about. And then somewhere up in there, you know, I kind of fell off some. And and so this year, when I was thinking of my word of the year, um, you know, I wanted to kind of just really, really put thought in what I wanted to do for the year. So I'm going to talk about mine later, but Myra, what, what was your word of the year and how did you arrive there? Oh, so Mika, first and foremost, thank you for introducing the word of the year concept to me. Um, it really helped me to not only set my intention for 2022, but it allowed me to really reflect on everything that transpired in 2021. My word is release. And every time I say it, I smile bright. I feel a release, like I literally feel more calm. And how I arrived at that word was 2021 forced me to really look at my beliefs, the way I viewed um, different relationships in my life, the way I just went about day to day and how I thought I was showing up. And a lot of the things that um, I thought was really important were rooted in illusion. It was stuff that was literally holding me back from being at my full potential. And I realized it's not so much about gaining a lot more in this space. It's more so about releasing the things that I don't actually need so that I'm freer, I'm lighter energetically so that I'm able to just move and do the things that I need to. So yeah, it's all about release for me. I'm even looking around this room right now, like how can I declutter and release yeah. some things from this room? It's it's that serious for me in this space. And I think also, um, I love release. I told you that the other day. And I think when it comes to that, also sometimes you don't realize that there's things that's uh, holding you back, you know, that you that you don't even realize you, you're putting these barriers um, in front of you you know, that if you release it and just keep it going, you know, that lightness that you speak about, you know, like it, it's important because you, you feel a difference. You know, I try to roll into this year feeling lighter, like, you know, really trying to stick to my word and trying to like really have that lightness. Um, because when you don't have it, it makes the days so much harder. Like I find myself, you know, struggling to get up and dragging through my day and, and I'm happy. But when you kind of think about it, you're like, are you happy? You know? Yes. <laughs> I like the way you ask yourself that question, like, am I really happy? And I think that's what 
especially the second half of 2021 was for me. Like I had to really get real and really self-assess a lot of different things in my life that was connected to negative patterns, maybe not loving myself as much as I should, but I'm camouflaging it in other ways. So it really forced me to say, are you happy for real? Or are you really good at projecting this type of, Mm -hmm. you know, energy? What is this for real? Mm -hmm. Is what it left me with. Yeah. So when I was thinking about my word of the year, um, I kind of talked about it a little bit on my year in review. And I talked about how I felt like in 2021, you know, it was so, it was such an up and down year for me. And it was weird um, because um, I just had a lot of shit going on in 2021 <laughs> out of nowhere, right? Like I started the year completely fine. And like, I mean, I just moved to Charlotte. That was a change. Then, you know, um, we had a big change in my family with my sister, you know, getting pregnant and having a baby, which was a blessing. And that was a happy change. Um, that's been like one of my just lights of my life, you know? And so, um, and then we had different changes, like different transitions of like, you know, the child going to college, that was a different stressor that I did not think that, um, I've never had a kid in college. Right. So I feel like I'm, I'm not that far off <laughs> from being in college myself. And so it was surreal. And, you know, I think before, because we were in COVID and he was home and you knew what he was doing, like you knew he was safe, you knew he was protected. Um, I salute any parent that kid go off by themselves because that, that opened up a whole nother thing for me that really honestly gave me like, I mean, turmoil, like I would be afraid a lot of times, like, are you okay? Because, you know, he's 18 and don't always make the best decisions in the world and you got to let them be, but releasing that and letting them be was very fucking difficult. Mm, Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. it, It was crazy and it's still crazy. Okay. So, you know, so my word of year was resolved because I have to, you know, be firm in like what I'm thinking and not, I, I went so back and forth, like, you know, and I had, and I told you the other day, I'm like, it felt like inner turmoil where I was like going back and forth, going back and forth, you know, not sleeping at night, just, and some things, you know, I had to resolve and he knows this. So I'm not saying anything that he doesn't know. Cause we talked about it while he was on Christmas break. I have to resolve that he has a right to live his life and do things that he want to do, even if he makes mistakes. And I have to give him that space to make those mistakes and grow as a man. You know, he's a young adult, but he's going to grow into a man. He's in out because I made mistakes. So I have to sometimes remind myself, like, Mika, girl, like, if your parents would have saw your ass wilding, because I had some wilding moments, you know, some moments there, especially when I had my own place, you know, I was crazy. And, um, (laughs) but I'm saying like, but no one knew that. And I think it's just all different because these kids now have social media and it's just so much stuff. And so, you know, you know, now we've gotten in a habit where we're like, we get down on our knees and we're praying, you know, like we're praying, praying, like, you know, because it's just, it's, it's scary out here. Um, but I had to resolve some things because he's also a teenager and we have, you know, jazz doing her own thing too, but them teenage years, man, it's like that, that back and forth. And like, you can sit and tell them, listen, I'm telling you, this is not going to end well. And they still want to go do it. So, <laughs> so that was hard. Um, but it caused us so much just unhappiness, you know, like that we didn't even realize that we really weren't serving ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
um, now we're back, you know, being intentional with, um, within my side of my relationship, like, you know, going on dates and actually talking to each other outside of talking about other shit, like talking about our day, how we feel, what we have going on. And, um, I really didn't realize how all that shit went away for like five months where we literally was talking about everybody else, but us. And, um, so when I sat down and reflected and I sat, um, before the, the new year and I journaled and I prayed and I journaled and I was like, what was the things that really, really was holding you hostage, you know, in 2021, because I was really, I was sad and I didn't realize how sad I was, but like, I really felt sad. It was a struggle sometimes even to do the show, like just getting up and recording. And, and that wasn't like me. Cause I mean, usually I'm like, oh, you know, but I was like, I felt just bad. So when I said, thought about it, I journaled, read it, kind of talked about it to myself. And that's how I came up with resolve. That's how I got here. That is so divine. And as you were speaking, like I felt myself getting emotional because that control factor, it shows up in so many different ways. And I think for me, and I, I think I mentioned this last time, I am a recovering perfectionist. So I'm the type of person who feels like it has to go this way. It has to be like this. And I will work hand tooth and nail to see whatever it is that I envision come to life. When you are interacting with other people and you're dealing with their own beliefs, their energy and all of that stuff, you can't always control the moment because there's other factors that are going on. And that sadness that comes from always having to be on guard and always being in that space of control is really restricting. I know for me, like this is the first time in years where I can actually create freely. I'm a writer. I'm also a licensed cosmetologist. So at one point, because I was so restricted by control, I couldn't even do those things. I would literally get cramped up you need to be able to really, like you said, resolve and release in order to just live and thrive because it's it's really restrictive when you get too regimented and you try to control too much. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, what I'm trying to work through, right? Because I am a, I am a control person. And even with our, um, with our parenting, you know, me and Les are both Virgos. So we're crazy. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we, we think we're right about everything and, you know, I know I'm right, you know, and so, um, you know, about everything. And so, <laughs> but I think that we just used to a certain level of stuff, you know, and so I have to give him grace. Cause I'm like growing up with two Virgos, it has to be difficult because Virgos are semi-perfectionists. Like we, you know, are so regimented on what we're doing. And like, for me, you know, that structure comes from just, uh, I learned it in college. You know, when I was in college, I found out I was dyslexic. And ever since then, you know, in order for me to be successful, I have to write stuff down and actually organize my thoughts because I'm all over, I can be all over the place. Um, but I've been loose, trying to loosen that some um, just to get a grip, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And calm the fuck down. 
And uh, and it's hard though. Like change, change is a good thing, but change also can be hard when you're used to just doing things a certain way. And like, I want to be more spontaneous with stuff and not just like, I know what I got going on today, you know, this, this, this I'm doing. And that's it. Like I took time off at the end of the month and um, I didn't even tell Liz, like I was like, I took time off the whole week to just sit and just be, and I have no plans, you know? um to just sit and just and just be and I never really do that by myself like I never just sit and just be and that's what I want to do because I think it's important to just reset and just kind of get back into not the old me but just me and I think I lost myself in 2021 somewhere up in there because I was so you know giving giving you know to everybody else and my love tank I think I finished the year definitely on E for sure for sure I was just I felt I mean i I was just trudging through, you know, and it was very clear in just a lot and just how I felt. And it was sometimes I didn't even talk to you because I just felt like I felt I was in a negative space. I felt it. And I, and like, sometimes it would just come through. Like I could be talking about something. Then I'm like, fuck the world. I'm like, Mika, where, where did this come? Why do you feel this strongly right now? But I was so, I felt so like, like so much angst and no matter how much I try to talk it out, I could not get through it. And then I felt like it was unfair to bring people, even though like, I feel like I can talk to you about anything, but I felt it was unfair to bring people into your shit when like you, you know, you're dealing with stuff, like you have stuff going on in life and I I need to figure my stuff out and not like dumping on somebody just because they're easy to talk to, you know, you didn't deserve that, you know? And so, um, so I kind of would not talk sometimes. And that was why, because I just was all over the place. I felt like. But you know what? I and I think I told you this before, but I love um when it gets like that because I feel like when you get to fuck the world, I'm aggravated, something has to shift. That is yeah. the moment right before the breakthrough because you're actually tapping into those raw primal emotions that you can't polish that. You know, mm-hmm. you can't gloss over that. So when we are in those spaces, we can really heal. A lot of times people confuse healing and growth with this constant state of being comfortable. I'm enlightened. I realize this. No, that ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's literally that stuff that just hangs on and it lingers. And you're like, I couldn't shake this even if I tried. I got to spend some time really figuring out what this is. You're able to what I call name the poison. Once you name the poison, it's a label on it. You're no longer going to walk into the pantry and pick it up and drink it and possibly harm yourself because you've already named it. So that's a beautiful place to be in. And it's a um, liberating place to be. But I notice a lot of times people, they'll feel shame like, oh, this isn't good. I I got a dark cloud. I'm being negative. No, you're just feeling. (laughs) I like that. I, yeah, I got felt off being negative. I wasn't sure. So I didn't want to sprinkle that on people, but, um, but it was important though, uh, because it, it's helped me now figure out what do I want to be intentional about, you know, to have the resolve that I want to have a better 2022. So what do you feel like for your word a year, what are you going to be intentional about in 2022? Oh man. So what is, the oh my goodness like the biggest challenge for me like if I had to name it 
and where I'm going to have to really work at releasing, I would say when it comes to like other people's um, experiences and emotional um, baggage, I'm an empath. So I will literally, like you said, I'm easy to talk to. I will walk with you through your valley um, of darkness and all of that stuff. So for me, it's releasing this idea that I'm responsible for other people's experiences, for other people's um, journey in that way. I realize a lot of times uh, what held me back was feeling like, you know, if I don't show up as a healer in every instance, in every situation, that at some kind of way, like I'm a fraud or I'm not really operating at my fullest potential in what I do, when that's the furthest from the truth, it's like everybody has their own thing. Everybody has their own journey that they have to live. And I'm not responsible for being, you know, with people through everything. And I know that sounds weird considering what I do, but it's important for me to find that balance, especially like with family and friends. I am the kind of person that will carry your emotional baggage and mine. Yeah. So literally releasing and giving myself, you know, that space to say, hey, I don't have to show up in that way. My mind has been more clearer. I mean, we're only nine days in. My mind has been more clearer because before I would be the person where my phone is ringing all day and it's like, Myra, I got a problem with this and I'm helping other people put out fires. Sometimes the phone will ring and I'm like, okay, in this moment, I'm happy. I'm I'm present doing what I'm doing with loved ones or I'm doing what I'm doing by myself and I'm in a good space. I'm going to get back to you when I can. And that's huge. So how do you, how do you put up those boundaries though? Like, how did you get to a place that you even felt, um, cause with an empath, I know you kind of in your fields, how do you put up a boundary with that? How I would say, you know, putting up that boundary was for me, it started in my mind, like realizing that some things, you know, was just my projection or me overextending. It was me overthinking, you know, how I needed to show up for other people, Um, It also came from a place of wanting to like people please and to, you know, always project myself in a certain way. So I had to literally stop those thoughts in their track and say, okay, this isn't your thing that you need to help with. This is a time where this person can maybe reach out to another resource, or this is a time that you are honestly on E and you need to rest. And that's okay. Yes. It, yes. it started in my mind. Yeah. It was never, you know, anybody else. And realizing that has been so liberating, but it's also been kind of scary because it's like, wow, you've been holding yourself back, overthinking certain things, overextending, and really nobody expected any of that stuff from you. It was just self-inflicted shit that you've yeah. carried and you've done all of this time that you think your worth is only connected to how you help people and how you show up as a healer when it's so much more to it than that mm, that's good that's good it's, it's really true though but people pleasing is some shit it's in you know um we've talked about that like just breaking out of that because it's so um we go through that 
with the child, you know, and I hate it. Right. And, um, but I also look at it, I give it grace a little bit because like I said, he grows up two Virgos. And so, you know, we can be just, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like Les is the shit, right? She's super smart. You know, she got full rides to school, you know, graduated, whatever, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm good to go in that right as well. And, um, but you have two, two super smart people. And so when it comes to certain things, it's just like, we're like, what's up, you know? Cause it doesn't make sense. And, um, and I think sometimes the people pleasing come in because he doesn't want to disappoint us. And, you know, so he'll be dishonest about something or he'll do this, who that it, but it's really the overarching thing is that he doesn't want to disappoint us. Right. And then, yeah. so I have to sometimes give that grace because I'm like, you know, um, you know, now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, maybe you, you show us what you want to do. Like, what do you want to do? And, you know, we would support what you want to do. Like what, like even with him deciding we want to do in school, like I wanted personally something else, but it's his journey. So I didn't say what I wanted. I just wanted to see what he wanted. And then we just supported what he wanted. Right. And we kind of just got it that way. Just to make sure at least, you know, when you finish school, you can have something set up for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I knew something definitely he would have a job and be good to go, you know, as an adult, mm-hmm. but we let him choose, you know, like whatever he wanted to do for himself. Um, and I think just breaking down those barriers of uh, where don't worry about disappointing us, like just do your thing. And if you make mistakes, you make mistakes. And those are conversations where we've been having more and more of like, just stop it. Don't tell us what we want to hear. Tell us your truth, please. And I didn't realize that how difficult that really was, though, like just breaking out of that and being like, this is who I am. You know, yeah. I still don't think that we've gotten that, but I'm hoping that as he mature and get older, he see like, we just want that. We don't want you to tell us what you think we want to hear. We want the truth, like your truth, whatever it is, even if it's something against what we think it's still your truth, you know? Um, and it's crazy because I never thought about none of this stuff when I was younger, you know, and I'm only 37, but I'm saying like, I don't think I ever really put much thought into breaking down people the way we do now. Like now I feel like, you know, when I meet somebody, you know, I'm breaking them down, you know, trying to just know the quirks and all that stuff. And it's cool though, to really go into, um, just trying to understand how people might people please, or how people might, you know, have be an empath and they feel all the feels or whatever. And like, for me, like when I love somebody, like I'll walk across the earth for that person where I get so caught up in somebody else's, you know, experience that, you know, it, it don't serve me at all, you know, but I just want to make them happy. And I realized as I've gotten older that this is, this is the melting pot of people, you know, this is the, the difference between people and just, if you can navigate that and if you can't, but, um, I love this though. I love this conversation because it's so real. It is. And I can relate so much to your son because, Um, I grew up in a very religious household. My mom was a single mom and my grandmother was my other parent and she was really religious. We went to church all the time and I learned early about not wanting to go to hell. I learned early about how important it was for me to be this person that aligned with the Christian values that, um, 
were instilled in me. And that created a lot of dishonesty, not just with my grandmother and other people in the family, it created dishonesty with myself. It was a while before I understood who I actually was and Mm -hmm. I embraced it. I would villainize feelings that I had um, about my sexuality. I would villainize feelings that I had around religious, you know, ideals and stuff like that, because I didn't understand that this is my truth. These are my feelings and it's okay. So I think for you guys to really be conscious of that and you're having those conversations where it's like, just show up and let us know what it is. Show me what you want to do and I can help you to navigate this so you do it at the best. Because that's the overarching theme, I think, of Virgo energy, which this goes deep, so I'm not going to take it there. But the overarching theme with Virgo energy and why we need people who possess that energy is because you guys are great organizers. You're the type of people that can help a vision get birthed and really thrive once it arrives wherever it needs to. So it's necessary for you guys to show up in that way, but it's kind of different. Whereas instead of it being, I'm giving you the vision, help me bring your vision to life. That's yeah. really important. Yeah. And I, I had to learn how to um, create that space for myself, which that was my journey you know, mom, if you hear this, no shade to you. I love you. But I had to learn how to make that space for myself. And that was the turning point for me. I was able to walk and really soar and do things on a more elevated level. Once I really started to trust my truth, instead of looking at it and judging it because it didn't align with what the people around me felt it should be. And follow your truth. You know, because I think when you don't and you walk in somebody else's purpose, you know, you end up having shame, you know, you're all over the place, you know, um, confusion. And I think the worst thing, I mean, I'm 37. I still feel like I'm learning who I am. Right. I'm still trying to figure out who Mika is as a woman, a mom, a partner, like who I want to be. And I didn't really start really going in depth with that until my 30s, like until in into my 30s. Right. Like. But I feel like this is the most I've known myself my whole entire life. And mm-hmm. so it takes time, you know, to really figure it, figure that out and unlearn so much stuff, you know, that we were taught and, and you know, and figure out what we want to be. So these conversations can go so when we come <laughs> to this because they can go so in depth because it's so many layers of a person. It's, it's so much like when, when me and Liz, sometimes we were just talking the other night and we're watching TV. I don't remember what we we're watching. I can't even remember what we're watching, but I was telling her, like, now it's to the point that I can see, like, oh, that person probably got trauma. Oh, she's probably acting that way because it's probably stemming from this mm-hmm. over here that she having a dress in her childhood and then it's carrying over to, uh, oh, we were watching Ray to Love. We are watching Ray to Love. So it was a girl, and just to give a brief, you know, it was a girl in there and she was dating. She was talking to this guy. It's like a dating show. She's talking to this guy. She was drunk and he was like how he has it's two different perspectives. He's like, uh, you know, she's drunk. We're in D.C. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to get her to come to the car because it's unsafe. Like I'm trying to keep us safe. Well, she's out there and she's like, you know, he basically picked her up and kind of was trying to carry her to the car. Well, mm-hmm. because she had had childhood trauma of, you know, um, assault and just, you know, um, 
physical and verbal abuse um she was triggered because she's mm-hmm. like but i didn't ask you to touch me though you know and he in his mind he's like I literally saw both perspectives. He's like, I'm really literally trying to just like get us to safety out of this alley. They were in the alley in DC. Yeah. And all she kept saying was, no, I felt completely unsafe. Like, you know, I didn't feel he was trying to harm me, but he came into my space. He touched me. Right. Like, and it was a whole thing. And I, and I, and so Leslie was like, well, why is she feeling so strongly? I'm like, because she said trauma. And I'm like, you know, because it's not, it's unresolved trauma too. So it's just there sitting and she was triggered. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so off base here, but the point that I'm making is us as people have so much shit with each other, you know, inside that you don't really know. And so when you really go into like how we're forming this friendship and you go into different things, it's not just us talking, you know, we have to navigate all our shit too with people. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's important to have like manifestation and talking over yourself and releasing and resolve and all of that. It all comes back into together because we know we are such people we we complicate all of us you know all of us have just you know just complex shit you know yes I agree so that was the next thought that I had like around what I do um with intuitive talks with Myra so like if you come to my social media you'll see that I talk a lot about rituals I talk a lot about mantras and just different things that you can do in the physical to start to deprogram your subconscious. If you are speaking words of affirmation over yourself, if you are lighting this candle and you're visualizing, you know, this fire transforming your energy and making you bolder, making you stronger, these are things in the physical that we're doing to trigger a subconscious response for you to really start walking in that light. So I always like to kind of tell people there's nothing spooky about doing rituals. There's nothing spooky about saying words of affirmations. These are ways to literally change things that are deep rooted and embedded in your subconscious that most of the time isn't really yours by ownership. It could be, like you said, trauma, someone doing something to you, something that people have told you, different things that you witnessed from adults as a child. So it's really getting you back to the source of who you are. So from there, you can blossom and you can actually put more energy into building up that essence. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think affirmation is the thing. I think it's important. I mean, I do my mantras on here, but... I think it's important even to like, I sit in my office space and I literally have like um, short-term and I might put a long-term and that's every year. Like I have my short-term of what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and I look at it every single day, you know, every single day I'm like, okay, you know, what do I need to do? Like this year, my big goal this year is that I'm running a half marathon here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now I have all these little races that I'm running in preparation and I've started working out. I'm sitting here sore right now. And I started working out to kind of start preparing. And so, but looking at that every day, it reminds me every day of what I'm doing, why it's important, you know, why you might not feel like doing shit today, but why you might need to go out there and work out, you know, like, and that's something small, but I'm saying like it, you you should do that in general in life. Like with Isaiah, I got him aboard at his desk space in, in his dorm room. And I'm like, you know, write down your goals. Like if you have a GPA goal, if you have a personal goal that you're trying to do and look at it, you know, so you remind yourself of 
what you're trying to manifest for the year for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I really love the the word of year and manifestation and speaking over yourself because you have to, you have to, you know? So this is good. I'm trying to think, have we missed anything? Well, let's leave it to where, um, what was one thing that you want to leave in 2021 that you are auto-correcting now for 2022 and what do you want to do differently in 2022? We kind of touched on a little bit, but. (laughs) So I would say one thing that I am absolutely leaving in 2021 is this idea that in some places and in some spots, like I'm not worthy of success. I'm not worthy of abundance. I'm not worthy of a life that is ease. Like for some reason I have believed, and I think it comes from being a black woman, just hearing this narrative over and over again, that you're a strong black woman, that you are, you know, the mover, the shaker, the creator, all of this stuff. And I think in my mind, I created like this whole persona of hard work, struggle to get what I need to get, overextending that type of thing. So leaving that behind, like I am so worthy of being happy. I'm so worthy of things in my life flowing with ease. Like I'm worthy of that. And I am leaving anything that is not that in 2021. And what was the other part of the question? And well, we can actually break that apart and say, um, what do you want to accomplish? I forgot to ask that. The one thing you want to accomplish in 2022. Um, I would say in 2022, one thing that is really important for me to accomplish is to bring more beauty into my life. And whether that's through, you know, aesthetically, like creating beautiful spaces in my home, or if that comes from building beautiful connections with other people, that's important for me. Like I visualize myself in some beautiful, extravagant gold outfit hair twisted up and done. I'm smiling. I'm thriving. Like that is the type of vibe that I want in 2022. I just want a really robust, beautiful, just cosmic experience. And I think that that is definitely um, at the forefront and what I'm intentional about each day. I love that. That's good. You know, mine's pretty similar. I think for me, I think what I want to accomplish this year is just, I just want to be happy, <laughs> you know, and it's really honestly that simple. And I think, um, I work too much. Um, yeah, I know I work too much and, um, I'm always busy and running around. And so for me, like, I just want to just calm the fuck down. And when I'm tired, stop and rest and chill. And, um, you know, go back into things that made me happy. And so that's what I'm really trying to just really kind of like focus on and doing st- more stuff for me and um, just being a little selfish a little bit. And so for 2022, like that's really what I'm trying to really focus on. And um, my biggest goal this year, uh, besides my reading goal, which I have another one last year, I read almost 50 books, which was cool, but yeah, which is cool. And so this year, my goal is um, uh, 50, it's 50 or 55. I can't remember. Um, I've already read two so far and um yeah (laughs) I've already read two books so far so I do do that piece but um yeah I want to get back into my running more than what I did um 
this COVID is really just, oh, I hate it. I'm so ready for that shit to be over if it ever is. And um, so I'm, I have my half this year and I'm really excited about that training for that, giving me something to do. And um, my other thing is that, you know, I, I think I told you last year, like I wanted to uh, start my piano lessons and kind of just go into just stuff that's going to make me happy. And so I think for 2022, like, I think that's my biggest overarching goal is just true happiness, like really, you know, and releasing, resolving things and just moving forward, you know, um, so this was good. I'm so happy that you came on. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to uh, say or you want to pub and tell them where to find you? So um, find me, Instagram, Facebook, Intuitive Talks with Myra, or you can come directly to my website, intuitivetalkswithmyra.com. Um, this has been such a beautiful experience. I love being a friend of the show, Mika. And I love the fact that when we are in this space, it is so authentic and genuine. Like we could go on and on with these conversations and it could definitely be healing for not only ourselves, but for other people. So thank you for having this platform and really giving us the opportunity to look into your life, but to also find like those similarities that many of us face as well. You are not on an island alone, <laughs> even though you may think it sometimes you're not. And this really is a wonderful platform. Thank you. And, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, if I reach one person, mm -hmm. I feel like I did something right. And I have a lot of people, a lot of times be like, oh, you know, I'm so glad you talked about this, or I was thinking this, or I had this going on. So it makes me feel good, truly. You know, that's why I keep doing it. It's my purpose, part of it. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on, like always. You know, you're a friend of the show. You're super dope. I think so. <laughs> and so uh, let's see what we have coming up. So um, I have the merch coming. I've been working on that. And I have, uh, I definitely want to start the, the book club so we're going to work on that i was hoping to launch it in january but i'm not sure if i'm going to do it this month but i may um but just keep a lookout on that i'm going to post it on my social media as well to let you know upcoming things that the merch is definitely coming that's already in the works um so you're going to see a little bit of uh overall overhaul a little bit on the show just a little bit um the logo is going to change some things are going to change but it'll still be the same i'm looking forward to um the mini guests this season um so just it's a lot of things to look forward to. So don't forget um, to follow the show. You can find me on Instagram. It's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter, IGMT podcast. If you ever want to be a part of the show, you have any questions for me, you can email me, IGMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.